G'day, mate. Top of the morning to you. Hola, como estas? Welcome to Jeremiah Wonders. What's going on? So many listeners worldwide who are greeting you this, this fine day. What's going on with you? How was your week, huh? Any good things happening? Anything positive happening in your life, huh? Anything good? I hope so. Certainly hope so. Had an interesting week, my friends. The rumors are true. Your boy broke his arm. Yep. We'll get into that a little bit later. But Adam Ray is the guest today. Strap in. This episode is beefy. Yeah, that's right. It's a beefy episode. It's a full episode. One of the longer episodes I've recorded. We were just having fun, guys. We were riffing. Went off the rails real quick. Got real bizarre, real weird. I could not get Bone Thugs and Harmony off the line. You'll see what I'm talking about later, but wow. Let's just say one of their one of their singers. <sighs> he's a talker. Yeah. Couldn't get him off the line. But he's enjoyable to talk to. Adam Ray, good buddy. I've known him for a long time. Hustler in the scene. You'll see what I'm talking about. We had a great talk about his experience at Mad TV. Him improvising with Sandra Bullock, Larry David. He's been on a lot of great sets, a lot of TV shows, a lot of great movies. We touched upon some of those. And there's just some sweet riffing going on. He's one of those dudes who's a lot of fun to riff with. And it got weird. I like it whenever people get weird with me. I'm into that. I want to do a new segment, guys. I want to start introducing you to different artists in the scene not just within comedy it can be if something if somebody has something important coming out like a like a comedy album or uh maybe it's something cool that they're doing within the community i want to start talking to different people in my community that i'm running across and i want to start off with my friend jeffro today he has uh, got a new song that just dropped on friday and I will let you listen to all about that in a new segment that I like to call Jeremiah's Artist Spotlight. Commencing Jeremiah's Artist Spotlight. Here with my buddy Jeffro right now. What's up, man? What's good, Jeremiah? Dude, uh, excited to have you here. This is, uh, this is the first uh, uh, Artist Spotlight series that uh, I'm going to start doing on Jeremiah Wonder, so I'm glad to have you be uh, the first guy to uh, do this with. Wow, I did not know I was the first, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, man, I'm trying to uh, incorporate uh, more friends and fellow artists and other comedians and uh, you know help cross-promote and everything, get... Uh, get good projects uh, out there so people can listen to them or watch them or, you know. I'm with it, man. That's great. Yeah, dude. Let's uh, let's give uh, the listeners uh, a little bit of uh, background on you. First people, as uh, you may know, Jeffro is, uh, he is, uh, he's the person who produced uh, the Jeremiah Wonders theme, which is uh, part of uh, the Reagan Watkins album of the song, My Name is Jeremiah, that's coming out. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So how long have you been uh, producing music in... Uh, well, let's see. I've been uh, I've been doing music my whole life. Uh, started on the piano when I was five, um, and then I would say that I started writing lyrics when I was like sixteen, and I had a horrible voice, and that's when I started. Uh, I wanted to be a songwriter around that age, and I yeah. was literally recording on on like four track tape. 
So, you know, and then uh, it took me a while to get a computer and go digital and all that. So I've been out here in L.A. doing it for about 11 years now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, tell some of our listeners, some of the people who you've worked with, because uh, you are uh, a Grammy <laughs> winning artist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've gotten a, a few of those. So I've, I've worked with Flume, the electronic artist from Australia. Um, I've worked with Kehlani from the Bay Area, Trey Songs, if you're into that baby making music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Lupe Fiasco, big fan of his. So that was a good one for me. And uh, recently, just working with a lot of new people that none of us have really heard of yet. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. maybe in a On year. On that bubble about the, about yeah. the break. Yeah. Yes, thing. exactly. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what was it like? Because uh, you said you've been like since uh, a kid, you know, playing music and, mm-hmm. and composing and singing and stuff like that. What was it like to, uh, you know, as a kind of becoming a solo artist uh, over the years, like was that happening at the same time while you're producing? Like it was like, mm-hmm. efforts going at the same time and then... Yeah, I like to think of it as uh, when I started putting lyrics to my compositions, I, I might have been just... That might have been my journal from back in the day. And again, right. like, yeah, we're talking horrible songs, you know. Uh, I, f- I feel like I've uh, developed a lot since that time period. And I've always kind of been the artist... Um, and then I just realized I needed to step up my game when I was writing for other people because you meet so many amazing, uh, just crazy rappers, singers, songwriters, producers, and it's overwhelming. So I kind of like went back into my shell for the last like five years to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing as an artist. And, uh, here I am again. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Reborn. Yes. Born again something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this song just dropped on Friday. Mm-hmm. Tell us uh, tell us about um, what it's about. All right. It's called Bad Rap Love. And because uh, you and I give love a bad rap. And it's basically inspired off of this date I went on. Um, this girl was... Uh, just basically telling me crazy stories about her exes and stuff. Like she was like, yeah, my, my last boyfriend, um, I had to get a restraining order against him. And then a week later he moved in or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, as I'm sitting there realizing this shit's never going to work out. I was like, no, I got to keep her talking. Cause this is like a song right here. So literally that's how I start the song off. I'm like, file a, file a restraining order then have me spend the night. That's how it starts off. Okay. So, yeah, well, yeah. Let's take a, a listen right now to Bad Rap Love by Jeffro. Cool. File a restraining order, then let me spend the night. I think we both like that torture, cause we're closer after we fight. Always threatening, moving on, and not be out there chasing data. And neither one of us on good behavior.
give 100, you give back 180. And when these tables turn, you can't be mad at my playing. You still think you're out of my league, but now I think you're out of your mind. We just fuck like everything's fine. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, where uh, else can people find your music and where can people find you online? You can find everything on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and it's Jeff Cause. So that's what you got to look for. Find me on Instagram, all that stuff. Look him up, guys. I love this dude. And uh, you're going to be seeing and hearing a lot more of him. So, uh, and look out for the music video, which drops soon. Yes. My man, thank you so much. Thanks for coming by, buddy. All right. Hope you enjoyed that new segment. I really like that song. It's uh gives me gives me some JT Justin Timberlake vibes, and you know your boy loves JT. Yeah, I want to start doing that more. A, a rising tide raises all ships. Is that is that the expression? Why not Why not uh, showcase some friends while uh while while I've got your ears while I got your attention. I want to introduce you to uh, things that, you know, that I know about that I think that you should know about. Why not spread the wealth? <laughs> the wealth that is Jeremiah Wonders. But yeah, check out Jeffro's stuff. He's got a lot of good stuff, guys. Want to talk about the sponsors this week. Loyal. They sponsor the show every week. Speedweed at Speedweed on Twitter. And at Bronx Born Pizza on Twitter and Instagram. Guys, Speedweed and Bronx Born, uh, their affiliate, Grayblock, they donated to my wife's nonprofit benefit, uh, which uh, she teaches kids on the autism spectrum improv to help with their social skills. And her company, Zip Zap Zop Enrichment, zipzapzopenrichment.org, they had a benefit show slash auction on Sunday night, and they, uh, Gray Block Pizza and Speedweed donated stuff, uh, to be auctioned off for the charity benefit. So I really appreciate that. I want to thank Gino over at Speedweed, and I want to thank Thomas Schiffer over at Bronx Born Pizza slash Gray Block Pizza in Santa Monica. 
Yeah. And uh, I did something this week for my kindness challenge that actually has to do with uh, Bronxborn hooking me up with uh, the video equipment. Ran into a nice comic whenever I was in San Francisco that we were talking about festivals and how hard it is to get tape and stuff. And he was like kind of like down about it a little. He's like, yeah, I can never get good tape. Uh, I never have a camcorder whenever I want to film. And I happen to have the camcorder on me that Bronxborn Pizza bought me to film the podcast with. I've been filming stand-up sets with and recording them lately. And I was like, you know what, dude? I will record your set. as this comic that I had just met. And I said, I'll email it to you afterwards. And I happened to get good footage of him, and he had a good set. And hopefully that will help him with uh, his festival entries. But I had broken my arm earlier in the week. And... I was like, man, I don't know if I can follow through on this, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get through this. I edited the video for him with one hand and uh, emailed off to him, and he was super happy and super grateful. So uh, that was my kindness challenge for the week, giving and paying forward what somebody had already given me with uh, the ability to, you know, video record sets and, and this podcast. Yeah, so... I challenge you to be kind to a stranger or somebody that you know. Just something, do something out of the kindness of your heart. Pay it forward, and I promise you will be rewarded in the future. That's just how it works. Paying it forward. I'm all about that, that, that positive vibe. Sending good things to other people, unbeknownst to them, maybe, or knowns to them. Who knows? But guys, I did break my arm this week skateboarding. That sucked. It's been a little bit of a rough week. Everything has been <laughs> taking me so long really put into perspective a lot of things for me and uh, that I've taken for granted having two working hands and arms. It sounds very silly, but you really, until something like that is taken away from you, wow, you take certain things for granted. So I'm very grateful that uh, the cast came off that that they originally put on my arm. The, The break was clean enough where I didn't have to stay in a cast. I'm going to sling for six weeks, and I'm going to start physical therapy next week. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a rough situation. I did a skateboarding. My friend David Deary, he was a saint, and he, uh, he stayed with me, took me to Kaiser, stayed with me the whole time. Then he fixed me Thai food afterwards. And uh, our buddy Joel, Joel Berg-Jimenez, he was there. Pat Reagan was there. They saw it happen. And it was, uh, it was rough. There's video on my Instagram and YouTube of me breaking my arm if you have not seen it and if you, for whatever reason, want to see that. (laughs) So that's happening. Anyway, guys, email your kindness challenge stories to me at yourboyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R boyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. I created a new website for Kill Tony. All the episodes you can find in one place at killtony.tv. Took me forever. Uh, the, it, was, uh, it was spread across um, uh, a few different platforms. Uh, you can also find uh, that stuff at deathsquad.tv, but I wanted to organize it a little bit more, make it uh, a little bit more user-friendly so you could find it in one place. But shout out to Red Band. Whenever I was organizing all that stuff, I just like realized how much work all that stuff is. And Red Band really has a thankless job uh, for what he does over at Kill Tony. So sh- shout out to my boo, Red Band. And check out jeremiahwonders.com, guys. That has a, uh, you know, videos of the the episodes of Jeremiah Wonders. 
It's got the podcast feeds on different platforms and stuff like that. And if you want to make a donation, keep the podcast up and running, you can do that too at jeremiahwonders.com. Let's get into this episode. I'm recording this intro real late at night. <laughs> and this is a little bit longer episode, but guys, strap in. It's a weird, fun house of jokes and riffs, and, and Adam Ray is a, he's a pleasure to be around. I was glad that he had uh, he was able to, to carve out the time in his day to do this episode with me. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Adam Ray on Jeremiah Wonders. Oh man, so excited to have Adam Ray on Jeremiah Wonders. Baby. Broken arm's not going to keep me down from interviewing one of my favorites. Dude. Yeah, I'm glad that it's not. It would be great if you, not great, but just, I don't know what the word is, but if, if there was just some sort of epic epiphany you had when you broke your arm to where like, as soon as you hit the ground, you were just like, I quit. And I, and you just like, everyone, all of a sudden you post on Facebook, like I'm moving to, I don't know, Tibet, you know, to uh, try to, you know, I don't know, become a chef. I'm just giving comedy up entirely. There's just probably of my a fault. better scenario I could have improvised, but I think <laughs> hey man. the viewers get what I was trying to say. Is like you just like as you hit the ground, you had this like career shift, you know? Like, yeah. But you can still obviously, and you're proving it. Like a broken arm doesn't, it literally will not keep you down. No. But some people it does. Now, how did you have to look for inspiration and in like? You see those commercials of like the old men where they're like, I, you know, beat seven different types of cancer and used to, ha- you know, about lost both my legs in the war. And then, you know, and then I popped a couple of Advil and you see them like running on the freeway with like metal legs. And you're <laughs> like, that's a little more than Advil. Yeah, that's a little bit more. But also their determination, therapy. But their point being, they're running on the freeway with metal legs. So you're like, I broke my arm. I can't fold my cards yet. No, I mean. Not of that guy's. I mean, I did, uh, it happened on, on Monday, and uh, I did Kill Tony later that night, and played sax, and uh, played Roseanne Barr as my character. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Can I hear you, Roseanne? <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like Roseanne, Yeah, you know? It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Did you make any racist comments? Everything oh, you said probably well, was. Well, Byron Bowers was on the panel, so Great. it was like perfect. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do people know that Byron is black? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, if not, then his name is kind of black. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should have said that in Roseanne's voice, just so people don't go, is Jeremiah racist? <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> Guys, the line is blurred. We don't know who's Roseanne, who's Jeremiah anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it is. I mean, you can, you know, if, if, if there was a game show called What Color Is This Name, you know? I mean, look, Adam well, Ray does not sound like a, like, you've never... And it's all, but I guess, it, you know, you're all, what do you get? People for, go off their own ideas of what the names they've heard, you know, like Benji Aflalo, like that could go either way. But, yeah. but then again, I don't know any black Benjis. That's true. So uh, yeah. Have you ever met a black Benji before? I mean, that sounds like the beginning of a James, James Taylor song. Have <laughs> no, try, wait, wait, think about this long and hard because yeah, yeah. no one's ever tried a James Taylor impression ever. Mm. Mm. And you started, and you started to go well, into like a I little thought, bit of some forty one. Well, no, I, you said James, and I was right away like James Brown, and I was like James Taylor. Wait, yeah. what? No, come on, that's called Do a James that's Taylor? called a comedy curveball. <laughs> What's that? I think you know what James I, Taylor. I think James, James Taylor's probably a little bit. 
Have you ever met a black Benji? Have you ever seen a Benji? That's black, black Benji. I'm going to Carolina in my mind. He just, he's like, oh shit, I've lost the crowds. He's like, uh, I gotta switch back into uh, the hit. <laughs> I wonder if they, if he does ever try to improvise halfway through a tune. And you people know? are like, no, yeah. go back to the classics. He's like, I only have one. <laughs> Dude, that happened the first time I saw Sugar Ray, which also sounds like a James Taylor uh, song. Um, What's your favorite Sugar Ray song? Well, Fly, obviously. But that's just the first. Thing. I just want to fly. Yeah, and so it was. Bumbersh- There's a black guy in that, right? There is in the band. Yeah, the I'm in the time to fly. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> do it as Roseanne. It's much softer. Hey man, that was a, that was a spot on. <laughs> is he Jamaican? Yeah, a little bit. It's, okay, I don't know. Yeah, he could be. Um, so it was Bumbershoot. Put your arms around me, baby. Yeah. Put, yeah. All around the world, and yeah, you scramble for me. Wait, see, I'm so bad with lyrics and songs. I, st- is it? St- what did you think it is? Statues crumble for me. Statues crumble for me. Is that what it is? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my God, this is a big moment for me. I'm. You've been so- wondering that whole time. No, I just been thinking that I've been like making because I don't ever question whatever I hear and I sing along to. I go, that's what it is. Yeah. And I go, I'm always gonna sing that, like Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads, you know. Most of that, I feel like I'm not singing accurately, but I don't also don't care because it's more fun to to be like boom 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 boom. Tell me what you gonna when the rain don't a kind of judgment comes. Little bit comes a little bit of reggaeton and dude, what if they were just rapping the menu at Buca de Beppo, right? This family style ravioli. And some fried mac and cheese. And <laughs> Would you like some more pasta with that? Whoa. Bone Thugs, if you're watching and listening, which we know you are. We know you are. Um, this gets a lot of hits. I mean, they should have done some sort of competition where it was like, what's your Bone Thugs? You know, or what's your Crossroad? Yeah. Well, that's the name of their podcast. And they just interview people about like, you know, trials and tribulations. Like, what's been the thing that got, what was your roadblock? You know, in life. Do you, do you think that... <laughs> it's real analytical. Do you think that bone thugs are hard to understand, like, on over the in phone? Every, like, whenever they make, a like, uh, a fast food order or something? Oh, for sure, yeah. I think... You know what? I think one of the members of Bone Thugs is actually calling in to the show. I think he right is, now. actually. I think he might be... Hey, hey guys. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah. What yeah. 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 Whoa, uh, you sound way different. You, you just patched into the show somehow yeah i wait <laughs> is, is hello hey, hey, hey this is uh this is jerry bone jerry bone wow you sound like you are uh on a planet of pure evil right now yeah well it's um look 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 help man <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> when improv wait, completely dies. Wait, wait, no. Damn it. What are you looking for? The bone voice. The bone? <laughs> the deep one. Oh, the deep one? Yeah. Damn it. There we go. We're going to find this. Hey, hey guys, it's... That hit. 
Hey guys, it's me, Jerry Bone. Oh, Jerry Bone. I'm sorry, dude. It took a minute there. I uh, I had an existential crisis because for a moment, uh, we have a uh, Adam Ray is uh, the guest on Jeremiah Wonders today. Oh hell yeah, the uh, guy from According to Jim. Yeah, was he on According to Jim? 2007, man. It was the season premiere. <laughs> what did What did Adam do on that episode? He played the water boy. So Courtney Thorne Smith uh, was trying to fuck, and he was like. Chill, girl. According to Jim, you're still married. I think that was the dialogue. If it wasn't, it should have been. He, 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 he actually said, said according to Jim. Well, you know how like in movies they'll say like the title at some point. Yeah, there's you know, a there's like a name for that. Like in Saving Private Ryan, at some point Tom Hanks looked in the camera and was like, "We don't have time for this. We're Saving Private Ryan." What? And you know what he didn't have time for? Mm. A second, uh, a second porn, a second drizzle of. Uh, of uh, of uh, food coloring on his uh, icy on the snow cone. <laughs> yeah, people don't know that Tom Hanks was uh, eating a lot of snow cones. A lot of icy on uh, you know a lot of polar bear cups. Yeah, you know how Brad Pitt was constantly chewing on like cashews and like pigs in a blanket during Ocean's Ten and Eleven. <laughs> wait, just Ocean? No, there wasn't Ocean's Ten, was there? I think so. Right? Oh, wait, no, wait. Ocean's Twelve, Thirteen. There's an Ocean's Nine coming out with the Ocean's all female cast. Ocean's, Ocean's eight. eight. Yeah, I just saw the, a uh, a um, slogan, the the, the billboard, uh, mm-hmm. and it said, uh, "There's for every con, there's a pro." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Do you ever think about Being like in that movie? Yeah, all the time, every goddamn night. I could be in Hathaway. It sounds like you're a, a little bit of a. Of a, uh, a rap fan. vet, like you sound a little grizzled. You you sound oh, yeah. like you've been really long and hard in the game. I've been around the bend, and uh, I've also had you know just like a lot of people that looked out for me, and uh, you know, man, a lot of people don't know this, but most of you know, I, I was the first member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Were you really? I got kicked out though. How? What do you mean how? How did you get kicked out? What did you do? It's a great question. It's a pretty. Jerry. It's a pretty. So look, <laughs> I'm more of a Jeremiah, not so much a Jerry, but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm Jerry. That is crazy, right? That Jerry called Jeremiah's podcast. Yeah. Do you have a limit on how many friends you can have with your same name? Uh, I think that's so. the question I ask everyone on my podcast. Yeah, Cro- I mean, what's I'm your not, crossroad? I'm not. I'm not friends with any other Jeremiahs. Yeah, I, will, I, be. I actually know one. I know one. Was he a bullfrog? Mutual friend. How many people say that to you, and how much, and how often does that make you angry? You know what? It stopped making me angry a while ago because I grew up in Kansas, and uh, oh fuck yeah! And whenever I bet, I, bet uh, I once fucked this chicken Topeka. <laughs> Topeka is the capital. And guess what her name was? What? Topica. You had sex with a girl named Topica. Yeah, and in guess what? Topeka. She was black. Wait, she was? Yeah, Topica. Well, I wasn't. How do you think a, you spell that? I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but like I, no, it's assumed. I wanted to assume it. And look, I got no problem with white girls. I just, uh, you know, what I grew up around. You're a product of your environment, you know. Totally. But yeah, so I got kicked out of Bone Thugs. What was this 1995? Uh huh. And uh, you know, it was rough, dude. I was, uh, I was working at Vons, not even as a cashier. You know, I was stocking bread and tampons and shit. And. Uh, and my manager came in that in. order is that's a very specific <laughs> well, that's why i got fired i was people oh. were digging through looking for like english muffins and next thing you know they're coming up pond you know and uh and i would say that too and that's why i got fired coming up pond yeah 
And so, you know, my manager's like, hey, man, you've got to look where you're putting shit. And I was like, are you yelling at me in the middle of a fucking bonds right now about whether or not I, I put baguettes and women's, you know, hygiene products to look, you know. What did you do? Oh, dude, I fucking went nuts. I ripped open one of the uh, hoagie bags, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And just started, You didn't start like, suffocating him, did you? No, no, no. I just started eating it in front of him and said, I ain't paying for this shit. Because I love hoagie rolls. I definitely thought that you as a rapper would be doing something a little bit more epic than that. But, I mean, I guess oh, you no, got to get your hoag on. I did my shit, man. I got to get your hoag on. <laughs> That's funny, dog. I like it when you laugh. That's a good... <laughs> 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 it's, yeah. it's very menacing. but <laughs> It's also like, okay, you know, I'm scared, but also impressed at the same time. Yeah, like I'd be like one of those fun birthday clowns. But that also like could fuck up a dad if he tried to step, you know. Like, Billy, we got you a birthday clown. Go back up, Dan. Oh wow. Yeah, you know because it's like if you're a birthday clown, which I did, you know, for six months after I got kicked out of Bone Thugs, and it's one of those things where you got to find that balance between letting the kid run his party, but also putting your, you know, your foot down, your giant ass shoe, and being like, "You hired me, motherfucker." You know, I, I decide when Kate comes out. You know, I'm trying to finish this face paint. Do you have a soft side? Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sound so hard. Oh, like. no, no, no. I cry. I cry all the time, man. You know those videos? I'll go down YouTube rabbit holes of, of when, uh, when like army veterans will come surprise their kids at lunch, you know? Yeah. They'll dress up as, as like a mascot in a high school basketball game. And the kid who, who, who the, that dad is attached to is at the, at the line shooting free throws for like the championship. And all of a sudden the mascot runs onto the court. And everyone's freaking out because they're like, he can't be on the court. It's the championship, you know? And then the mascot's like, psych, I'm not a bobcat, you know? I'm Bob the dad, you know? And the kid freaks out and they have to cancel the game and his team's pissed because they're like, we just lost the game because your dad showed up, you know? So, like, those videos really tug at the heartstrings, you know? I mean, you know, if, if, if you're not... Also, anything with Glenn Close in it, you know? 101 Dalmatians, even? Oh, yeah, dude. That's dog movies. <sighs> dude, Beethoven's second. Oh. I cried harder at Beethoven's second than I did my uncle's funeral. How did he die? Uncle Charles? Yeah. Boom, 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 Tell boom. Tell me what you you're gonna, gonna do. do. Oh, well, I think we're out of time with you. Uh, Hell yeah, well, thanks like, for letting me call in, I appreciate the, the, the clear connection. Like, you just patched right into the show. I think that the Wi-Fi had something to do with that. But Yo, dog, Wi-Fi is... Uh, People don't understand that like internet is becoming like like everyone talks about you know Facebook is listening to you, you know which it is you know what I'm saying like I definitely I went to a uh, Celine Dion concert in Vegas you know just on a whim and next thing you know I'm getting Facebook uh, in my feed you know suggestions to go see Celine in like Rome and you're like hold up that was a, that was a secret yeah and i'm like yo bitch you know bitch i went to one celine show and now i'm a dion fan for life <laughs> i would have pictured you more of a dion sanders fan than yeah. celine dion or, or a dion warwick fan or dion warwick yeah that's another great show idea what's your dion well maybe you'll call in later we can talk more about some different shows i would love to man i'm dude i, I love podcasts again my podcast what's your crossroad uh we've, we've done about 15 episodes uh, over the last seven months, looking to release probably sometime mid-2019. 
Well, I, I could guess. You can really carry a conversation. I appreciate it. I can talk about anything. No, I, like, I, no I'm i feeling it. Like, name, just name something. Name a, name a food. No, I, I've tried to let you go multiple times, yeah. and you've really wanted to stay on the line. I got a lot of opinions, man, but uh, <laughs> I do got to get out of here because... Oh, uh, you got to leave now. Okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thanks so much for calling in, man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. Dude, Jerry was... I was so shocked, like... I mean, well, I didn't know there was other bone thugs, you know. <clears throat> yeah, but that's what's that's what's great about music, like, and you know, and just the entertainment biz. Like, there's so many, there's so many, uh, you know, things you don't know, hidden secrets, you know. Oh yeah, Hollywood secrets, little treasure maps and songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does what does Sugar Ray really mean? With Stet, she's crumbled for me. Yeah, what what do they mean God, by that? What does that mean? Oh, well, that was that story. So, so look, I go to see him at Bumbershoot, which is a big comedy uh, music festival did, in did we, Seattle. Were we there the same year? Did you do yeah, the jam the, that year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. Tiffany did uh, Roland, and she yeah. was just hammered. Oh, yeah. Tiffany Haddish, that was great. <laughs> that was so great. That was... Um, that festival that might be the, was strange, because it was like the lightest attended. Yeah. But yeah. we were also going up against Third Eye Blind and different bands like that. Macklemore, so. yeah, that that yeah. Uh, that festival. The when scheduling I used to, was kind of strange. It was when I went uh, in middle school and high school. It was just the biggest thing ever, and it's still pretty popular. But it's gotten commercialized like any festival because of the popularity of it, and they jack up prices and security tightens up, so kids can't be as fucked up. You know, I saw some kids walking around that were definitely tweaking, but like the percentages are way lower. You know, and uh, and. So go see Sugar Ray, and it was one of the first concerts I went to. Uh, Third Eye Blind actually was also playing that. I think I posted something about a full circle moment when I was performing at Bumbershoot for the first time because Third Eye Blind was one of the headliners, mm-hmm. and they were one of the headliners when I went for the first time. Um, and that was the first concert I saw, and now I'm on the same bill as them. Oh, so that that's so cool. cool. I mean, not the same bill, but like on the, the hey, Bumbershoot, you- the full poster that lists everybody on that, you know? Uh, it's not like it was like Third Eye Blind, Macklemore, Adam Ray. Uh, we're getting there. We're yeah, getting there. We're getting there. <clears throat> and so, uh, and so they're playing all these other songs. Fly is like the biggest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like that song just hit so hard. And so they're playing every song but Fly, and people started booing. And there's probably I don't know a thousand people in this uh, side did, stage. Did they play that one song? It's like every morning there's not a even that that hadn't even come out yet. Yeah, I know it's not my but I'm feeling Wouldn't understand. Once again, as predicted, let my broken heart open and then ripped it out. Something's got me breathing. It's kept me from believing. Turn me around again. I said it, we can do it. You know I want to do it again. Bam, 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 bam. He means sex. Oh, oh, every morning. Oh, oh, oh. Shut the door, baby. Don't say a word. Oh, Jesus. That's where that song gets a little oh, a Me too It you know? does. There's a lot of Me Too. If you look back, dude, it's like, and I talk about this in my act with that Lionel Richie song, Hello, where it's like, that that was a time period, the 80s especially, where people didn't question your behavior. No. you were If you were fucking cool like Lionel with that Jerry Curl and that thin mustache, again, in the music video for Hello, not to do the bit, but he chases around a blind woman and sings at her, being like, is it me you're looking for? How fucking cool do you got to think you are to be like, to just see, to see a blind woman, to see her literally 
reaching out and like and I say my just act, grabbed I go, hand. she she paid for soup with a napkin. You think love's at the top of her list? <laughs> and uh but it's like but Billy Ocean, get out of my dreams, get into my car. Yep. Very rapey. Dude. And that is a classic song. Oh, it's one of the best. It's got a lot of sax. You probably love it for that, huh? I, I need to learn the sax. You need to song. get into a Billy Ocean tribute band. I need to start one. Dude, Caribbean, I was about to say Caribbean queen. What an asshole. Caribbean queen. Um, so anyway, everyone starts booing at the Sugar Ray show. And uh, and then he just goes, he stops mid-song and just goes, all right, all right, I get it. He's like, you guys want to hear Fly, huh? Yeah. He goes, fuck it. Two, three, four. And then everybody just goes, yeah. And then he finishes it and everybody leaves. Uh... But it was one of those things where it was like, come up with more hits, man. Also, Fly Hit was so big that he couldn't. You, you can't gonna, follow that. No, dude. yeah, so you he, can't. You can't open with that. That's got to be at least your closer if you're gonna do that. Or just open. Maybe I think he knew that once they played that, you can't follow it. So the he's mass to, exodus yeah. begins. Yeah, but now you know. Now he's doing. Well, he did extra. Mark McGrath. I mean, he's done it all, really. Yeah, dude. I wonder if he ever would call into the podcast. I don't know. Is uh is. Hello? Is uh looks oh yeah, I see our caller ID uh, is firing up right now. Is um uh, that Mark McGrath that's on the line right now? Hello? Hello, hello? Uh, I think the connection's a little the hey. Wi-Fi's a little strange. Hey, it? what's going on? Hey, Mark McGrath, wow. Hey, what's going on, man? Dude, uh big fan, first of all. Loved you in in high school and, oh, and middle dude. school. I loved you in high school, man. Wait, what does that mean? Oh, dude, thanks for having me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Mark, uh, <laughs> I'm, are, I'm a little under the weather. Are, are you still touring, or are you too oh, sick to tour? No, no, nonstop, man. I'll never. Sickness ain't gonna get me down, which is actually uh, the name of our tour, because I've been sick for about uh, fifteen years. Fifteen years, man. I've had uh, rabies. A lot of people don't know that people can get rabies. It's not just a disease from rats. How did you get rabies? Funny story, Jeremiah. Can I call you Jeremiah? Yeah, that's my name. So, so they, um, so look, rabies. I was hanging out with this guy, and he had all these weird pets, right? Uh huh. Like sure. A meerkat, and uh, and uh, what was what's it? A bear sloth. Yeah, very, very rare. It's a rare. It's a rare. Very bear. rare species a, of. Yeah. It's a rare bear. We've heard of Care Bears. This is a rare bear. And yeah. It's a sloth. That was and a show that NBC passed on. Rare right? Bears. Yeah, huh? Yeah, where it was like... It was just different... Well, they didn't give a fuck, you know? Care right. Bears were all about like... Love, you know, love and... and attention and compassion. And the rare bears were like, suck my dick. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they didn't get past the censors for whatever no, reason. No, no, no. They tried to bleep out, uh, bleep out as much as they could. But um, look, the bears... It's assumed that they're naked. You yeah, know? of course. So, uh, well, also, uh, they had little bulges in uh, rare bears too. Like you could see the outlines. Oh yeah, of their dude, dicks. There were a lot yeah, of cock outlines. So, uh, so I was hanging out with my buddy's animals, right? And he's got all these cages, Ace Ventura style, right? And there's just animals everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I saw what I thought was a baby sloth bear. Turns out it was a rat. And this thing bit down hard on some Mark McGrath uh, skin and drew blood. And uh, and suck that blood, man. And uh, and and I tried to fling the rat off my arm. And uh, yeah, man. It, it, so I immediately I didn't think too much of it because I was like, you know, I've never been bit by a rat before. So, but it's like you should go to the hospital, man. I'm like, fuck you, you know. And uh, he wasn't a good friend of mine. So I using really, that rare bear energy behind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, 
come in. And so uh, I did finally go to the hospital because I started breaking out in hives and stuff. And they were like, you got rabies, dog. It was a, it was a, it was a, uh, what's it called? Um, Planned Parenthood. So they were just real like, you got rabies, dog, you know. Wait, wait, you went to a Planned Parenthood to get treated for rabies? All the urgent cares were closed. This was in Des Moines, Iowa, by the way. Oh, well, that makes a lot more. I actually have family in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. What's, what are their names? Oh, you want to know their names? Yeah, man. Todd, Teresa. Shout out to Todd. Tiffany. Shout out to the three T's. Yeah, aunts and uncles, man. Nice, dude. I got some aunts and uncles, too. Yeah. Actually, my aunt, uh, my aunt Stacy. Um. <laughs> she used to work at a Hot Topic, right? She used to work at a Hot Topic. Then and, then, and then, but then she got fired and she then got fired uh, went over to Billabong, right? If I Billabong. remember, I'm looking at your Wikipedia page yeah, on yeah, uh, the yeah. iPad yeah, that's blowing right now. I put right all now. my relatives under my Wikipedia page. Aunt Stacy went from Billab- from Hot Topic to, to Billabong to Zoomies. To, uh, to, oh, it looks like she ended up at Journeys after that. Yeah, went to Journeys and she went to Porta Subs. Quiznos, I made a little stop at Subway, back to Togo's. And then she went to Witch Witch? Witch Witch, and then she went to... Uh, Mr. Goodsense? Mr. Goodsense. Because in, in the Midwest, Des Moines, you know? Yep. and then she went to Fatburger, and then she went to Whataburger. Dude, she has had quite the laundry Burger list of Master. jobs. Oh, she's worked everywhere, dog. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I've been dealing with rabies, and it's one of those things where you go, you know, I'm, you gotta, the show must go on, you know? And rabies, look, it only affects, like, it, every six days, I'll, like, shit my pants. <laughs> But that's like Wait, that only th- side that's, effect. That's, see, and you can live with that. Like, Oh, I've been, oh, dude, yeah. I mean, dude, the things that have happened on my tours, shit in your pants ain't nothing. You do know? you ever give other girls rabies that you hook up with? No, you can't catch it. It's not, it's not a, you uh, can only be, be bit and. You and, can get bit by, you know, and it was, and part of me was like, so like, when I got bit by the rat, I was like, maybe this is some Spider-Man Ninja Turtle shit, you know? Wait, well, what kind of superhero did you think that you were going to turn into if you got bit by a rat? Ratman. Yeah, but what's his superpowers? Dude, not going Can, around giving out rabies, you know? Wait, that's his superpower? Is just infecting Infect, other people yeah, with rabies? That sounds like, like a, a terrible superhero. Nah, because then it's like, you know, people are sitting there, cause, you know, because people, who wants to shit their pants? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? But guess guess who's shitting their pants if they if they cross... Ratman, everybody, you know. So, you, so yeah, but imagine. That, but you said it's every five days. So you're saying that it's gonna affect them like way, <laughs> way later after they rob the bank. Imagine, imagine Ratman's walking into like a Chase Bank, right? Okay, yeah. He's looking to make a deposit, and somebody doesn't hold the door for him. He just turns around and goes. Whoosh. All you do is blow on them, and you get rabies. He then, has toxic breath. Oh yeah, dude. Ratman's got it all. He's got two laptops. So anyway, this is just, this is some of the things I think about when I'm not. Uh, yeah, on tour. you know, rare bears, rats. People don't know, man. Once I hosted Extra, I was like, I got that Hollywood bug, you know. I got that that juice. I started drinking the the creative, you know, beverage, you know, and not just press juicery. I was drinking like, you know, and I do drink a lot of kale, you know, a lot of uh to combat the you know the pants stuff. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's people. People are always going for the regular like you know beet juice. Ginger, I'm all about like that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of extra nutrients and things you don't. You just have to look for it. Well, as as Ratman, could you eat trash? Oh yeah, and digest it. And I do. Again, and that's what that's some of that rare stuff you got to look for. Yeah, I'll sometimes go through the uh, the trash bin outside my apartment. Um, I'm living in an apartment right now. That's fine. So, do you ever change the lyrics to uh, your songs where 
you whenever you get like really oh, depressed, yeah. you're like, I just want to cry. Yeah, or I just want to die. Yeah, there's been times. I just want to die. There's been times. I mean, I was eating. What's it's the worst just... thing you've ever had in your mouth? Oh, old Frosted Flakes. That's the, that's the that's the pinnacle. And I was eating a bowl of them, and I was being like, I'm sad, you know, like Tony the Tiger, but like a, a depressed version. Like instead of they're great, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, I get it. And look, they old Frosted Flakes. If they if they sit out for a minute and they get soggy, dude, that is just like game over, dude. Freaking game over. Well, hey man, I gotta uh, I gotta get back to the studio, man. We're working on a on a new tour coming up. What's the name of the tour called? Here we go. I love it. Mark McGrath, thank you so much for calling into the show. Mark McGrath, thank you for calling into the show. Appreciate it, Jeremiah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. He got my name right. That's so. It's so nice to know that one of my childhood heroes uh, knows who I am. Yeah, I, you know it's so funny. I, Mark McGrath is one of those guys that I've always been curious about. What's he up to? You know, post Dude, Sugar Ray. Because anybody that gets that big, you're like, what is going on? Yeah, what's your life like? And what's your lifeline? You know. Who's your lifeline? Who would be your lifeline if you did uh if you want who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, my lifeline? Your phone a friend. Cuz I I, I used I, to have a gauge where I was like if if I if I couldn't consider this would, person a phone a friend, they're not a real friend. It would probably be my uncle Ron. Cuz he uh, I used to play Trivial Pursuit. Do you ever did you play Love that, that game. board game? Yeah. yeah. He is whew. He has one knows of those everything. minds. He knows everything. Like he like got close to being on Jeopardy. It didn't work out one time, but like So you could be like, what's Wayne Knight's character name in Space Jam? And he would know. I mean, he knows more like history and, oh, okay. and stuff like that. <laughs> I would call Adam Ray if, if if it's literally anything pop culture. I don't know as much as people think. I mean, Josh Adam Myers always gives me a hard time for having so many deep cut ninety references. Yeah. And but you know, and I take pride in the fact that they're not just the stereotypical, you know, and and, and people anytime anything Ducktales pops up because I have a bit I used to do a lot about it, and uh, Brad and I would talk about it on a podcast. But like but, like if if the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was uh, the like the million dollar question was something about Blossom, I would call Adam Ray. Yeah, but but here's the thing, I wouldn't probably know. I know, I know. I know Joey Lawrence was on the show. I know Maya Bialik. I know Jenna Von Oy was her friend six, but that's about it. If you're going to go deeper than that. You, that's you, more than most people know. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think a lot of people know that Jenna Von Oy was six on Blossom. I don't know. But who was the dad, you know? Dude, I have no idea. Who, and there was a brother. He always wore sweatshirts tied around his waist. All right. Yeah. See, again, that's probably I've, way more yeah, than anybody. Dude, see, you, you know way more. That really had a that one was one of the best intro show intros and theme songs. I dude, I haven't seen that show in so long that I don't bam, bam, even... bam, 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 bam. That's definitely not it. But the first part the, was pretty you're the, close. You're the guy that confident is like, I know every song. And then you just go into it and then you're just like, This guy knows none of the words, but he knows like the tune like really well. Like he's obviously yeah. seen it a bunch. Tailspin, ready? Oh yo, tailspin, oh yo, tailspin, oh yo, tailspin, oh yo. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Rats and live around a pubic hair. They're the gummy All right, bears. gummy bears did definitely not have pubic hair in their did lyrics. Did you watch every season? All right, you got me there. Yeah. 
So, Adam, I want to talk to you yeah. um, about something serious, and it's your career. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the worst segue into. <laughs> into. Uh, no, dude, but I, you're one of the guys that I, uh, I've always uh, respected in the scene heavily because uh, you're a freaking workhorse, dude. Oh, thanks, You've man. always like been a hustler in, in the game. Yeah. And, uh, and what do you, you mean by that? Like, Because I think everyone has their own interpretation of hustler or, you know, everyone says I, they probably are like, I'm grinding it out. And then like you look and like, oh, cool, they do three spots a week. That to me is not grinding there's it out. A, well, yeah, there's a huge difference between somebody's like, whenever you ask them like what they've been up to and you're like, there, yeah, you know, man, I've just been grinding. And then like <laughs> you see them and they're just like only hanging out. Hey, coffee all the time. bean, grinding coffee actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and look again, and, and there's no judgment on that because I think however much you decide you want to go for it, that's on you. Like, yeah. Th- so I never, if I, you know, meet somebody that's, uh, you know, or, or uh, comic buddies of mine that just move to LA or, or young comics that want to get coffee and talk about stuff. And I try to be like, this is how I did stuff. It's not the right way or the wrong way, but like, it's a, it's the way that I decided it's my to. my personal path. Yeah. And I just also realized pretty early on that like you can't just do a couple things also i have too many interests and um and passions and i felt like i was uh you know had enough skill in certain areas to at least do it and try to hone it and and it was just about like when i first started doing um sketches you know i I love doing it but then it was also the more you do it you're like oh i want to get but just like stand up i want to get better i wanted to find other ways to top a video i did and and make the production value better and and just um improve the quality on it and because i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get better from that and benefit from from trying to get as good at that as possible which i think is you need for stand up and and any part of any aspect of, of the business but uh yeah it's when i know a guy that does a lot of hosting and then he's like a comic too and he's like yeah i do like four spots a month and I'm like cool that if that's what that's works you, for you yeah. that's you but guess what there is just the proof in the pudding that like for any job or uh, or um, passion you can't do it that much and think you're gonna be great but um, but what what you know it's great is relative again for what you if he's like I want to I'm gonna crush the hosting thing and then I'm doing stand up to kind of flex that muscle right and get a little but um but anyone who dabbles in stand up knows what it takes and they and that's how I was the the first uh uh year when I was in the t- 2007 I was so uh one foot in one foot out because I knew what it required I knew I had to jump fully in and so I was still doing improv classes and then stand up you know a few bringer shows a month and then not mm-hmm. very many open mics and then I was like fuck I was like this is but I was scared I, I was to to fully go for it because I knew that I needed to be hanging out. I knew I had to drive to Santa Barbara for eight minutes. I knew I had to just do anything it takes. And that is scary. I, and yeah. I think a lot of people will tell you that, that, that knowing that to jump in fully and then, and then, but also once you decide that and then you go for it, then it's just kind of a, you're going in uh, uh blind as far as like, you know, having that, that blissful ignorance of like, cool, now I'm just going to go for it. And now I'm just going to do it and not really think about not, getting better or, or being becoming successful you know yeah when did you start because i've been watching your your sketches for years like uh and you know as you know, obviously as as your career has gotten bigger and you've advanced 
there's a little bit less of that, you know, because you yeah. are working on more professional shoots and stuff like that with different crews and stuff right. like that. But I've always dug your sketch comedy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I would love to be. I mean, that's why Mad TV was so great because it was like, oh man, now finally like a place with like somewhat of a budget and just a bigger scale to to uh, access this muscle. But um, what was your experience like there? <clears throat> um, where at Mad TV? Oh, um, awesome! I mean, it was just so fun. I and mean, it's got to be you know. You know, not did you, did you did you grow up watching it or did oh yeah I grew up I mean watching everything and and mm-hmm. I think truly Living Color was the sketch show that probably influenced me the the most because um, it something about it was just so different and edgy and the characters on it were were um, just resonated with me more than than SNL did at least at that time that I watched you know Living Color was probably elementary school middle school I was watching and then SNL I became a fan of in high school which I think everyone says they that's when they really got into it but uh, I also liked that you know there was some stuff live but everything was so rehearsed and scripted and like I dug that about a Living Color and Matt TV you know they they both lived in that world and um, yeah I mean it was awesome it was you know, uh, a real collaborative, creative, like I tried to make the most of it and writing a bunch of my own stuff and pitching all the time and coming with characters and, and having done so much of my own stuff, I was trying to bring a lot of that, but then find new stuff. And, and, you know, a lot of my YouTube videos and when I was doing stuff at Funny or Die for a little bit, I tried to, you know, when I would see these sketch groups, like my uh, buddies, the Good Neighbor group, uh, Kyle Mooney and, and Beck Bennett and Nick Rutherford, I saw them as kind of a good uh, uh basis for like, like oh, a template yeah kind of, yeah and I wanted a, a group like that too and I couldn't find enough people to wrangle from the improv classes I had to Dude, do things consistently so I was like really gonna... hard to find a group of people that you can rely on mm-hmm. on a consistent basis yeah there's only been a handful of people in the year like I've been in, out in LA since 2009 and there's literally only been a handful of people that I could actually get together with on a weekly basis and start working towards something right. without like flaking going on and like, yeah. oh no, man, I got had this other thing come up and yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. So, and that's why I think stand up becomes such a, a great path because you just have to rely on, on you. Just but you. But so that forced me to kind of be like, all right, well, I'm going to write everything, I'm going to produce it, I'm going to cast it. And kind of co-direct it with the guys that that shoot it for me, and you know, again, that became a little bit more stressful, but forced me into this fight or flight. Like, if you want to do it, you got to just put it together and figure it out. And then, again, like you you develop um, and starting to hone your skills for all that stuff, and that made Mad TV even easier because I was like, oh, now I just have to worry about the acting part more or less, and and everything else is getting, you know, the sets built and producing, and 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 look, it was, I mean. You know, it's a it's a big bummer that it's not still happening. Um, but uh, there, I'm trying to find other any, ways. Are there any talks of them trying to bring <clears throat> they to were. a network? Or they were, and they had a lot of pitches and stuff. And uh, but I I think it, it made me realize too how much I do want to do sketch and not you know. And I've had representation at times be like, ah, you gotta just be yourself on TV and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, but I love it so much. I mean, yeah, seriously, the amount of uh, gratification and satisfaction I got from from shooting my sketches and, and staying up all night for seven, eight hours with the guys who shot them editing and, um, and just like creating something out of nothing. It's just like to this day, pro- I mean like, and just sitting there laughing and, and editing and just, and, and 
putting it together. You know, so much obviously gets uh, uh, found in the editing portion of of that, but and 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 getting funny people that I know and seeing them. Uh, and you know, having them make me laugh and and giving them a little bit of a base for showing other people what you've already seen out of your friends and being able yeah. to like be like, yo, this dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to find a way to to do that. And I think, look, it's obviously always helpful if you're have a little bit more uh, heat going on and and um, a little more cachet. But uh, I've got you know, again, that's just one of a handful of things that I'm like. You know, once yeah, once you, one thing you, pops and I'm going to be like doing, I know I'm going to yeah. be like doing nine different shows. Yeah. Hopefully. No, you've always had <clears throat> your hands in a lot of different projects and stuff like that. Like you've yeah. been like, you've been doing voiceover a long time. You have mm-hmm. a very distinct oh, thanks. voice. It's good. Oh, thanks. It's a, it's a good voiceover. It's voice a lot voice. of uh, tequila and weed probably from over the years. Hey man, it works out for selling different products and my stuff. Mo- my mom sent me, yeah. Uh, yeah, what would be What the- was your first big job you booked? Uh, oh boy, Alberto beef jerky. No, it wasn't. But that was always one that was that was the that was the one I was like the the girl that got away. Yeah. No, no not at all. But Capri Sun <laughs> with this voice, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hey o- kids, oil of a lo- oil of Olay. What's that? Isn't that a product? Oh yeah, oil of Olay. What is it? Oil of Olay. It's like a lotion. Oh cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, or maybe like, you know. I feel like fruit by the foot, hickory baked beans, hickory dickory duck. Do you want beans? It's five o'clock. Of course you do. Guys, who is this Adam Ray guy? We have to book him. He started going off the script. He started rhyming. His voice, the improv, the ad libs. Oh, we got to book him right now. His vocal warm up was weird. He just was doing snippets of other campaigns that that aren't real. Roll that beautiful bean footage. (laughs) Dude, who is the baked bean guy? Um, Again, sounds like a James Taylor song. Who is the baked bean guy? Who is the baked bean guy? I wonder. I wonder who he is. I don't know. The first one I probably booked was... um, This is the most James Taylor references that has ever happened on a podcast. Drink seven if you're playing the uh, James Taylor drinking game at home. Um... The first commercial I think I did was a San Diego Zoo spot. Oh, JMO has been booking a bunch of those. Lately. Oh, nice. Yeah, they yeah. do a lot of uh, radio spots. Yeah, and uh, come on down to the San Diego dude, Zoo, dude, dude. We've got some of those rare bears. We've got, uh, oh, dude, dude, giraffes. We got hippos. <laughs> dude, we got birds that look like peoples, man. <laughs> Ostriches. Hey, People. Could, could, Dude, we've got tigers with Washington Capitol jerseys on. Josh, could you take that again? Uh, you're saying ostriches a little bit strange. Oh, yeah. Lekka. We've got leckas. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Did that, and then I think I did a McDonald's radio spot, and I thought I was going to... Dude, it's so funny how you just don't know like how much things pay and whatnot, but I just I thought McDonald's radio, so I was like, I'm the voice of McDonald's. It was like one spot. And it was, it was like so regional, like one city sure. in, yeah. in Toledo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was just like egg McMuffin. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something. And that, you know, and they, and they only use the mm-hmm part. So you can't even tell mm-hmm. it's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, doing a lot of cartoons now, which is cool. But I've also, I mean, again, from auditioning now for voiceover for 10 years, I mean, the amount of cartoons and jobs that I haven't booked 
is just astronomical. Um, yeah, you got it. That's the fucking you know. It's part of it. It's the grind, man. And you and you get better every time because you just get to flex that muscle of auditioning and and whatever. And just but, getting more comfortable and becoming <clears throat> you. Yeah, and knowing what, is, your, what your voice can yeah. do, you know. But uh, it is also just there's so much luck involved, man. Especially with voiceover, it's like when these people are listening. And I've gotten you know certain notes about things and maybe ad libbing a little too much on an audition that what that has sometimes you know uh, cost like, me a callback. Tone it down. A little yeah, bit. and. Uh, the writer gets upset or something. Sure. Like, hey. Yeah. Or or when they're listening, they're just like they're looking almost for something to make them go. Nah. You know. Yeah. And because they're listening to so many, so uh, it's just trying to figure out that balance of like when to ad lib and when to and letting your voice be enough. You know, and and trying to be funny on certain things. And obviously, again, stand up and podcast and all this stuff helps. It's all you know because when you're reading something, they always, you know, if you're going against somebody who's not a comic. You already feel like uh, I feel like you have a, an advantage because you just have better comedic timing because you're doing it more. You know, yeah, yeah. You're getting feedback immediately every yeah. night in front of a live audience. Yeah, yeah. What was your what was your screen test like for Mad TV? Because like, or, or I guess the audition process that led up we to tested. the screen test. Because I did, and I don't even know this wasn't even that far into it at all. I did a showcase at the Laugh Factory that I don't know if we were on together. Yeah, I think or, you were on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so after that, then there was like four pretty arduous auditions yeah. that were like um, a bunch of material where it was like, you had to memorize like seven scenes and you end up doing like two of them. And so, and I just have a thing where like, I can't be holding the page for something because if I know, if I have the option to look down at it on Ganu, so I I really try to memorize the fuck out of everything. And so that was a lot. And Amir and I spent hours trying to just work on that stuff together and then do and then they would you get there and they'd be like all right you and you were doing this scene you and you were doing this scene and you do like two or three maybe of the seven that you memorized so that in itself was like fuck like but then you're you know you try to shift your mindset from why wouldn't they just tell us the ones like don't they want us to do well just give us the ones we're doing we can work on that and crush it but i think there was a part of two of like seeing how you deal with all this the changes, material and, flexibility and what, yeah and uh and so then you went back. We did that like three times where it was getting repartnered up with people and doing scenes. And then once they narrowed that down, then we tested. And they tested, I think, like 10 of us. And I think, what, they picked six or seven. And uh, and I remember people started hearing about who was getting it. And um, that's going to be super some, One kid posted that he got it. And I was just like, fuck, I didn't get it. And he wasn't supposed to post it, but he, I saw that. And then, Did they get upset that he posted it to her? Yeah, because they didn't want anybody to know yet, but oh, yeah, his agent had told him. And then I was in Vegas uh, doing the Laugh Factory out there, and and they were like, they want there was one person there that just didn't think I had um like in the in the first test that I did wanted to see more characters and uh, and because uh, I think I did maybe three or four, and I was like, all right, well I have a whole bunch of others because the Mad TV producers wanted me to do what I'd done in my. Uh, first audition at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. And I was like, I would rather do a, I have all these this better stuff, but I just went with, I was like, they know best. So I kind of did what they wanted with a few other little adjustments. And like, it was a great learning experience. And like, man, trust you. Like I knew the right move was to do these five or six things that that were, I thought, way better. You know, that first audition kind of used me to get in, but they wanted me, it was, and a lot of it was stand up and then some act outs. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do, there's a more clever way and I have better characters to really showcase. And so 
thankfully, uh, yeah, after that first one, they were like, all right, we liked them, but like, we want, we want more. And I was like, that's what I wanted to do the whole time. Like I have this other chunk of stuff I would love to do. And if I had done that first, I bet I would have, um, you know, made a big, a bigger impression. So I sent a tape of that from Vegas uh, in my hotel room to them. And they were like, yes, come back and do that. And then I did that and then got it. Um, so it was like th- three, three tests. So, I mean, you know, in, in total, probably 10 auditions. I mean, it was just like, and then, you know, and when this, that's what's so crazy about it is like, I felt so accomplished after going through all that and staying focused and really like getting good rest each night and not doing a lot of stand up in between. So they could really be memorizing all this shit and working on stuff. And, and, uh, and the shows I would do, I would try to work on some of these characters and, and whatnot and just get more comfortable doing them, even if I was pulling some new stuff in. And then to go through all that and and I got real just excited for the whole process and was so, you know, in it and uh, and felt like I gave everything I had with some of the limitations that the CW put on us, which was real fucked. They know what they did. I mean, it's like, dude, don't make comedic like notes like you guys yeah don't don't water it down let us do what we do do they bought i mean it's a known thing at this point that they they bought the show you know saying that and then they just ended up this first table read you had was so awesome it was just like such edgy shit where i was like fuck this show's gonna be incredible it's like if they actually put some money into advertising snl is not even doing a, a a tenth of of just the material we were doing and the jokes we were making and piot michael with this amazing trump impression what we had at our at our disposal and then after that table read, things just started getting pulled. And then you can't, let's not say that, let's do that. And then I was like, oh no, it's happening. You could feel it, yeah. And um, But again, you just, you chalk it up for all the positives from the experience. And, and of course. I try to not, I don't have any negative feelings from it because it was so I mean, yeah, awesome how, to how, do. how many people can actually say that they did Mad TV or did a yeah. sketch show in general? It's so funny. I, that was a year where I went from, doing this game show with Eliza uh, Schlesinger on TBS called Separation Anxiety, yeah, yeah. right into Mad TV and then right, no, right into Ghostbusters and then right into Mad TV and then right into the show called Return of the Mac um, on Pop, uh, on the Pop Network with my buddy Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. And it was literally like, I was like, oh, all these shows potentially in my eyes, I was like, could go three to four seasons. So I was like, so I was like, boom, I have boom, a foot boom. in every world of like game show, sketch and just a um, like a sitcom, yeah, kinda a multicam, of, yeah. just it's straight up acting, and it, and again, it's just like a great reminder that like this business is so flimsy. Like I was on top of the world, being like, I wasn't rolling in dough by any means. I was just working and feeling very fulfilled on things that I was like enjoying and were showcasing. I thought uh, me in in a variety of different ways, and then like man, boom, just all of them not going any further than that. Anthony Mackie, who plays. Uh, is it the Falconer? What is he? He's one of the uh-huh. Avengers. Yeah. The Falcon Man. <laughs> I haven't seen it. The, Anthony, guy, with, the guy with the hey, wings. Anthony, you're the shit. You're a great actor. but uh, I, I, And don't take that personally. I, don't, I haven't seen many of the superhero movies. You got, you got to see Avengers Age of Ultron. What's that? Avengers Age of Ultron. Is it great? Well, you, you have to see the other Avengers movies leading up to it, but it's pretty great. Uh, you know, we've got Falcons at the San Diego Zoo. Lekka, Lekka's friends with a falcon. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Dude, she swallowed a falcon whole, man. Dude, it was wild. It, like she, like midair, she just pounced, and then like she swallowed the falcon. Uh, cut, and- Josh, the, the line is, we've got a whole new crew of zoo creatures and action. 
Lekka is the cutest dog Josh, in the world. Cut, Josh, it, no, we're not looking for personal anecdotes right now. We're looking for uh, you to, to read the, the lines right in front of you. Can, can we, do, do you need another second to just... No, I got this. Okay, so again, the line yeah. is we've got a whole new crew okay, of great. zoo. A whole pause, new crew of zoo. zoo. Pause. Creatures for you. All right. And action. I used to be in an all-Jewish hip-hop. No, cut. Named the shekels. No, Josh, this... <laughs> okay. Um, maybe there's a way we can fuse these two things together. Your, yeah, okay. Your personal life experience with, with the zoo. Yeah, so, okay, not a problem, man. Um, how about this? How about I've never seen so many fun creatures in one place? I've never seen so many fun creatures in this place next to my dog, Lekka. No, 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 damn it, cut. Josh, you're fired. Do I still get paid? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. But yeah. Oh, Anthony Mackie. So he said at the roast of Big Poppy, we did this in Boston, and he goes, "That was his uh, one joke that really like made me go, oh yeah." He goes, "Adam Ray, man." He goes, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then he was like, "And uh, man, you were dressed in character, right?" Yeah, I dressed as like an old Yankees fan, uh, unrecognizable. Bill Burr. Uh, well, Anthony Mackie, anyway, his joke was like, uh, he's every show he gets on is canceled or something. He only does, and he was like, and he only does the reboots, and they all suck or something. And I was like, oh, fuck. And uh, and it was the first time I really was like, oh, yeah, like the last three shows I did all just went a season. And I was like, and it made me, had that really like nice, insecure, like actor moment where I was like, what if everything I do now just goes one season? And I'm the one season guy. But also, it's like three shows. That's not enough to be. Is this my cross to bear? <laughs> Where's Jerry? <laughs> um, what was your question? Oh, the the big poppy roast. Did medieval monks just patch into the show? Who? Medieval monks. Oh my god! I think they did. Yes. Adam, are you calling into the show now? What's going on? No, this is Delilah from 92.5. Oh. K-I-S-Y. Okay, Delilah. Uh, interesting. <laughs> you, you called in at the same time as the medieval monks patched in the show. What's your reason for calling in? Well, usually people call me with a reason for calling in. I'm the dedication hotline. If you've got someone you want to give a shout-out to or... Someone you're just looking to patch things up with or someone you're looking to be inside of sexually. You call me and you tell me the song you Are you allowed play. to say that on, on well, the radio? I can say anything. I'm Delilah on 92.5. Delilah, you clearly just sang your own. You usually hire somebody else we so it looks a, a little bit more. Budget. So you just sing your own theme song and then have people call into the show? Is there a song you'd like to play for someone special tonight? I mean, I Jeremiah? guess you kind of interrupted the monks that were calling in, but well, that's actually, fine. Let's get the monk song. What song do they want to play? Well, that could be my theme song. You're listening to Delilah in the morning. Are you guys in a cave or a or a hot tub with a cover on? In a hot tub. How many of you are there? Three thousand. <laughs> we are many where we hail from. 
We were just calling to tell Adam that things are going to pan out for the best. Dude, I appreciate that, monks. It's uh, you need that. You need like confirmation from outside sources. Yeah. You know? Speaking of confirmation, here's a song from 1985 by The Temptations. Man, the quality is really rough. Uh, we're gonna have to drop Delilah. Uh, thanks for hacking into the show for a moment, Delilah. But we gotta let you go. Okay, well, just tell everyone to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Boy, dude, that was a little rude. You know, I was a fan of hers growing up, but. I guess times change and people evolve, but boy, she really, the production value of her show is. It's gone way down, and I'm a little bit concerned for her. Can I uh, tell you a quick Delilah story? Yeah. So when I was listening to her in high school, right? I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. I was listening to her in high school, and somebody called in there like, like, hey, uh, what's up? This is, uh, this is James. And she's like, mm, hi, James. And what's the song you want to play tonight? And she said, oh, this song goes out to uh, my girlfriend, Christine. Uh, the song is uh, With or Without You by U2. And uh, just, I just basically want to let her know, like, with or without her, like, I'm fine, but, like, I really miss her. Mm, and where is Christine tonight, James? I don't know, actually. That's why I'm calling. Like, she's been gone for, like, 10 days. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. I'm sitting there listening, and they're, all the calls are, like, just love dedications of, like, this song goes out to my, 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 my true love, Bethany. We've been together for four months, and I already can tell that she is the one for me, which is why I want to play... Uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, and uh, because she is my, because she, she's my rose, and I and I want to keep. So if you could just play that, she's like, okay, you fucking, you got it, you got it, you stumbling fuck, yeah, and she just sings it, yeah. yeah. But so then when this guy calls in, he's like, I haven't actually seen her in ten days, and it was so real. I mean, I maybe it was a prank, but Delilah was so caught off guard for the first time ever. She was just like, oh, mm, oh, the, well. And then, but then she had this great moment where it was like a pause of like, you could tell she was like, Jesus Christ, like this guy doesn't know where the girl is. But then she was like, the show must go on. So it was like, well, I, wherever she is out there, let's hope that she can hear With or Without You by you two. Hopefully the well that she's in right now has a radio playing outside. If her head is still attached to her body, hopefully her ears are, are open to taking the sounds of Bono. <laughs> okay, thanks. With or without you. I mean, dude, the transitions are always the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if her head's still onto her body. Yeah. Anyway. If her torso isn't uh, across a different state line than where her, the rest of her body resides, if then she this one goes out to Christine. If her legs haven't been turned into a Banana Republic mannequin. If she hasn't been taxidermied in Mexico, <laughs> oh, then God. this one goes out to Christine. Do they taxidermy people? I heard this uh, crazy story that uh that that Bobby actually told me the where McFerrin uh Lee <laughs> where he, it was some documentary where there's some weird drug trafficking that, that was going on between uh somewhere like in Mexico and then in the states like the crossing line yeah this kid goes missing right let's call him Mowgli okay let's call the kid Mowgli I guess by the um, way, no joke. If I have a kid, definitely David. on the list of kids that, on the list of names that might. Mowgli, Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> You're not too far off. 
Bono Jr. Yeah. Um, Tang. <laughs> uh, this is my son, Tang Ray. <laughs> Sprite Ray's actually got Sprite a good ring. Sprite Ray's pretty good. A good ring to it. Uh, Fanta. Fanta Ray. <laughs> All of them sound like they could be superheroes. Yeah. Beverages are, are yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot of like surge. Sobe. Sobe. So this is Sobe Ray. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely live in a tent and I go to Burning Man twice a year. And yeah, everyone's yeah. like, isn't it only once a year? And you go, yeah, but the other time's in your head. <laughs> That's, that one's just for me. <laughs> so this kid, uh, this white kid is going down to like Tijuana or somewhere with his family. He goes missing. Okay. They're looking for him everywhere. He's missing for a while. His mom is going back and forth on the border looking for her son. Okay. And all of a sudden she looks in one of the cars and she sees her son in somebody else's car. And she goes over to, like... Get her get, son. Get her son. Hey, what are you doing in there? Yeah. Any questions acceptable at that point? They had uh, stuffed him with drugs. And they were using him to transport... His body to transport drugs f- to and from across the border. And he was dead? He was dead. No, he was alive. And they had stuffed him. <laughs> and he gave his mom a thumbs up and he goes, it's okay. No, he was dead. Yeah, I'm yeah. making rent money. Yeah, no. Like they had Wait, killed so she him. saw her dead son in the car. Yeah. Thought he was alive. Well, because they like they like embalmed him or something. Where they weekend it just and looked, him. Right. Where, where it looked so like. fucked, man. Where it just looked like basically. Oh, uh, God. You know, it was just a kid because they're not going to search a kid. And whenever you're going back and forth on the border, they just. Oh, dude, that makes me so sick. Yeah. So uh, thank Bobby Lee for telling me that story. It's some documentary that he recommended that I watch. Bobby, I will say that. He loves watching messed up. I know. He's got a, he's got his finger on the pulse of what's, what's thought provoking and also just really sick and twisted. Oh yeah. But there, I mean, dude, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. When now, when you watch a documentary like that too, like what is like, Sometimes I'm like, if I'm, I'm going to watch this, I have to be prepared to like take action afterwards. I can't just absorb this as fucked up material and then just sit and then go back to, eh, well, time for bed or, you know, or, or let me get some well, food yeah. loops out. I definitely don't watch the, uh, those kind of uh, documentaries before I go to bed. I did watch this documentary series called The Keepers um, on Netflix before I went to bed a few times and it caused some weird dreams. I like to end on a positive note. I like I like to watch a lot of Curb uh, before I go to sleep, or Last Man on Earth, or yeah, something too. that's like light. Yeah, The Office. Or, Dude, uh, you were on Curb. Yeah. Dude, that, was, that cool. was pretty cool. It was cool. I I wish uh, my scene was longer. We had so much funny stuff, but again, uh, there were two Uber drivers in that episode, so the uh, the other guy had the bulk of um, of the episode. Um, but yeah, dude, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was one of those things. To Curb is my favorite show yeah and so uh even just the audition sitting in front of larry david uh and i went oh, so twice. You actually auditioned in front of him. oh he is just so involved which is so cool like every audition apparently for any wow. sort of guest star like that he just uh is there and improvises up a storm with you and i'm i felt like i was in an episode what sitting down in the seat and starting to talk and hearing him behind me i mean it was an outer body experience and and the first audition went great, and he broke and laughed a lot, which is awesome. And hearing him laugh was just so crazy. And the amount of extras and outtakes and deleted scenes I've seen where he does break, I mean, it was just so fulfilling. And then I went back, and they had me do it in an accent. And then... Uh, what was the accent that they wanted you to just try? Just an unidentifiable, like, Eastern European, like, uh, my, my friend, uh, you're you good. Uh, I have minced gum, whatever. Is it the air temperature? Uh, for, do you, do you uh, audition for a lot of stuff like that? No. 
Yeah. This was just, they they asked if I could. And so. You're but, like, yeah, of course I can. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing voices and accents. I mean, there's a handful of accents I'm better than better at than others. There's some I just won't try if uh, if I know that it's not the best, you know, or, or at least that I feel comfortable doing from. Even when I auditioned for The Heat, you know, I had a beard and long hair and, and it was this dirty club owner and I, I, I went in doing it the first time with a similar accent where... Uh, because I just felt like the club owner should be like this weird Russian dude. And uh, and then Allison Jones, the casting director, was like, do it as you, like you. Like, do you, like you're, yeah. you're, and and even, um, and then I did that and that's what got it. And even on set with, with Paul Feig, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, I, do you think I should do an accent? Like, that might be fun. And he's like, no, he's like, because then you're going through another filter to improvise and he's like and I want you to have all your weapons at your disposal like comedically it felt like you and that was definitely cool. got some lines in like just knowing you yeah. like as, there as so a comedian many... improviser I was like I was like Adam definitely got some improv lines yeah, yeah. In, in the heat and even again even in that scene uh, and I think I put it on my YouTube channel but there's from the heat uh, bloopers but that scene when I'm uh, with Sandra Bullock and uh basically just hitting on her in the, in a booth. It's like, she had gotten me to, you know, she started dancing with me and, you know, um, shove my face in her boobs and just, she's trying to get my cell phone so they can bug it. And she gets me off the dance floor and then we're sitting in the booth and I'm just like hitting on her. And Paul, it was like one in the morning. And this is when I also started to kind of just be friendly with Sandra because it was just, everyone was so tired. And, and this is my, you know, I'm taking this as like, this is my fucking moment. Like, and he just gave me a couple takes of like some wides and some close-ups where he's like just go he's like just like an improviser's dream where he's like just hit on Sandra Bullock and be a big piece of shit and I'm just like oh man like this is so I'm just like just rip I mean I'm just making up like I'm like yeah like we got a you know we got this Rolling Stone cover band coming in to play like you know a couple like I'm one of my friends knows the drummer in Vertical Horizon and like we got he's like yeah and just all these trips just just all this bullshit and like these different like theme nights I wanted to have and the, the way that I wake up and determine like how I'm going to shave my face dictate dictates, you know, how my day is going to go like just all this crazy shit. And I think at one point I was like, we're, and this, this made the blooper thing where it was like, we're, we're really vibing right now. And, and, uh, I go here, I go, uh, I go air vibes. Like I can tell there's air vibes between us. And she's like, what? And I go, see, I go throw something at me. And she like, she throws me like an air vibe and then I catch it and then I eat it and I go, mm. and like, she just, it was like, it was just like really weird. Like, but I, uh, he just re- literally just let it go. And there was one take was probably like 12 minutes long. Where, and then finally we just st- stopped. And I was like, all right, there's some of those have to make it in. But um, again, like, and I learned this from him too, as far as just like when things should, uh, uh, you know, be less funny to so that they're more believable. He, you know, he's like, man, it's so tough. He's like, I couldn't put in a lot of your jokes because like I need the bad guys to have stakes. I need people to believe that you're a bad guy. Right. If the bad guys are super funny. People are like, oh, then what? What are they, you know, where's they, the... Yeah, are they actually going to kill them later? Yeah. Like, it takes you out of it if... Not if, Scooby-Doo, yeah. you know? Right. <laughs> Let's get into this next segment called Fanning Out. Yes. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. I reached out to people on Instagram and Twitter and asked them if they could ask Adam Ray any questions. What would it be? And I got a few here for you right now. Did at, people respond? Yeah, a handful of people did. I love that. At Jay Means on Twitter said, what would you do? Your voice went up real high, by the yeah. way. So I'm guessing it was like four. And two of them are my mom's friends. I have four and two of them. <laughs> Teresa and... Oh, yeah. At Jay Means, uh, what would you do to get the Supersonics back in Seattle? 
Oh boy. Well, I'm. Oh boy, I do just about anything. Next question. <laughs> no, no, no. just I, about anything. I want. Uh, I want a basketball team so badly back in Seattle, and I think it's going to happen. I would love to say five years or less, but we're probably looking at more six or seven. But also, who knows? They got the arena approved, and hockey's coming. What if they're like the Seattle Pearl Jams, everybody? Fine. Change you the know, name. Like Kiss has that football team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Eddie Vedders. That, you know, <laughs> the, uh, you know, I once met Eddie Vedder at Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You did, Josh? Oh, yeah. He walked out of the show, and I was like, Eddie! And he was like, Josh. Aren't you the voice of San Diego Zoo, Lekka? So, great story about Josh, uh, our mutual friend, Josh Adam Myers, yeah. a very funny comedian. Meeting Look Eddie. Him up, creator of the Goddamn Comedy Jam. Very funny. Uh, meeting Eddie, Josh was not asking for anybody for pictures. He's actually like pretty good about choosing when to ask for pictures and not to. You yeah. know what I mean? He's yeah, like yeah. one of those guys that's pretty good, but he'll, he'll go for it. Yeah. He like had to get a picture yeah. with Eddie. You yeah. Know? So what I did was um, uh, he asked me to take the picture. He's like, dude, this is so important. I need you to take this picture. Please make it good. I was like, dude, I got you. Not a problem. Yeah. I took like three. And then the last picture, I turned it around and made it a selfie. So that you could get in it? No, no, no. So like it was just a picture of me. So then I hand Josh back the phone and he sees that it's just a picture of me after Eddie had walked away. (laughs) And he got furious oh, he was he so because he didn't scroll three. he just saw me oh, that i was like me mugging the camera God, and he imagine? went off on me and then i was like dude calm down scroll true scroll. colors man yeah dude wow he's like i can't believe you how could you do that and then like i'm like come down scroll he's like oh, okay this is all right <laughs> like, like he was so so That's mad hilarious because uh, i wasn't getting in the picture i was like i gotta get a little bit joke out of this like i'm you. not i'm not gonna ask what a funny this guy move. for a picture that is so Eddie Vedder is so cool too that when he was walking out he did that thing with Judd Apatow where they sang that song about Gary yeah. Shandling and again I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan and Eddie you know living in Seattle and the ties there I, I just I I never thought I'd be in the same planet as Eddie Vedder let alone the same tent at a festival and he's walking out and I just walk right out and he's just out there kind of by himself and he has a security guy there and I was like oh, dude just don't go up to him, approach him. He just got off stage. Yeah. It was very emotional. But then the other half of me was like, no, just fuck it. Just go, just do it. When else are you going to see Eddie better? So I walk up, I go, Eddie, man. And he goes, what's up? And I go, dude, that was unbelievable. Uh, thank you for, for, for being here. And that performance was, you could tell you guys were just locked in. He's like, yeah, that was, it was great. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was unbelievable. I was like, I'm actually, I'm from Seattle. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I go, yeah. I go, dude, do you mind if I get a picture? And he goes, oh man. He goes, not right now, man. I'm still buzzing. And I go, buzz away. And then he looked at me weird. And then he walked away. And I go, you just told Eddie Vedder to buzz away. <laughs> you thought for a moment that he was going to be like, you know what, as a matter of fact, uh, let's take the picture. Why don't we buzz right into a selfie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, oh, dude. And I was like, well, at least I had that moment, you know. But uh, fuck, so cool. There's, there's so many you just people. wake up like with cold sweats and you're like, buzz away. <laughs> Why did I say that? Well, you can't plan for those moments. I mean, no. I'm sure there's been, you know, I'm sure you got fans that have met you after shows and they, they've geeked out. Although I don't think we're at the level yet where people really would freak out. But who knows? No, I you bet know? you got some about last night 
like hardcore fans. Oh, we've got a couple that, that, that are, are like, Adam. yeah, they yeah. comment on yeah, everything. Yeah. They show up. I had a girl after I did these new kids on the block cruises, flew from London to New York and brought me all these gifts and like fanned out hard. Yeah. Almost to the point of where like, you're like, okay, are these toys, you know, covered in anthrax? Is anthrax still a thing? And then a love letter. It was a lot, but again, she coming from a sweet place. So I, I, how do you, how, are you able to handle that pretty well? Like, yeah. Cause it's also people? like few and far between. It's like, the, yeah. What's really cool is that, you know, when people, you know, I feel like we, we got a good, you know, uh, chunk of people listening to um, to about last night, but but you don't you get written things and and when people come up and tell you face to face, that's when it's really cool because then you just forget sometimes. You're like, oh yeah, I, I don't know who's really listening unless even if you just see a tweet about it, it's like not that it goes you know uh, in one ear and out the other, but like when you actually meet somebody that and they get specific about something instead of just like well, I love the pod when they're like. Man, this guest was great. Or this, like, then you really—it's—it's cool because you're like, oh, cool. You really like it. It resonated on a on a deeper level, you know. Yeah. Somebody just posted that he uh, is cancer free after six years or something, and that the podcast helped him get through that whole time. I mean, that was fucking. That was crazy. Because, um, you know, again, you just you do it because it's fun, and you uh, you hope it starts to grow in numbers so you can, you know, just reach a bigger audience and have everything is you know synonymous as far as like you know, acting and podcast and stand up. So obviously the the more people that listen, the more opportunities you're gonna get to do other cool things. But uh that was pretty that was pretty awesome. It is. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty neat, man. At LT Miles, what's the favorite insult you've heard about yourself? Oh man. Favorite insult. Well I like when people try to impersonate me. Like Ben Glebe was the first like I didn't know Ben Glebe did it once at some party, and then like Brad did it, and a few, and Adam Devine, and they were all just like, "Hey, yo, man, what's up, oh, man? Ray, you fucking yeah, sound like Very jabroni. Was that very jabroni? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you want to hear my Adam Ray? Yeah. Hey, it's me, Adam Ray from the About Last Night <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But see, even that's like so grav. Like, is it that raspy and gravelly? I mean, it's pretty <laughs> down there. Yeah. Dude, Jer, how are you, man? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, we, man, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's my Adam Ray. I like it. Um, I don't know if I do it in a character for an SNL reel, but I like it. <laughs> Just because they'll be like, who? Um, like, wasn't he on the Mad TV reboot? <laughs> you can't do Mad TV characters in an audition. <laughs> uh, favorite insult? Oh, man. Well, Bob Saget said that I had um, he's over for the podcast, and I had a chair from my that my grandpa used to sit in. When he passed away, my mom was like, "What do you want from this place?" And I was like, "His hat, which I wore for a while because it was a dope hat, and then his chair that he always sat in. It was a cool old school recliner." And Bob Saget was like, "That looks like somebody died and came on it in the same in the same moment." He's like, "It looks like an old schmegma chair," and I was like. And he goes, Jeff, he goes, you, and he goes, and you look like the guy that buys chairs that people come in. He said that to me. And I, uh, You're like, that's my grandpa's chair. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. So saying I look like a guy who buys chairs that and people come like, in. But that is my, he might've, but he might've, I don't know. I don't know. I would like to think my grandparents were still getting down when they're old. You hear Betty White say, like, you know, I still like that fact, you know, and she's like pushing 90. We'd have sex with Betty White, right? 
Not like at the same for time. For the story? But, you know, but for the... <laughs> I mean, if that's the way she wants Dude, it. Adam Ray and I tag-teamed Betty White. <laughs> we totally Eiffel Towered her, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved it, man. She was really into it. That's also what's great about just not knowing people. Like, nobody knows... <laughs> I mean, not that we're going to call her up or have an opportunity to ask her to confirm or deny, Betty. You like to get Eiffel Towered. Like, if she didn't respond, you'd be like, oh, you maybe you do, you know. But um, until we know for sure, how's to, who's to say she doesn't, you know? Yeah. I think maybe. You know, she probably definitely doesn't, by the way. Maybe our significant others would let us have a hall pass on that. <laughs> Here's a premise to a movie. I think. <laughs> hall pass two with Betty White. <laughs> Sweetie, I have the, Adam and I have the opportunity to have sex with Betty White. Together. Together. It's the only way she wants it. Um, what are you asking? Can, Can we, do, we it? do it? Please. Please. And that's the trailer. Yeah, right. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. What happens when two old friends meet up from college? Adam, you look terrible. <laughs> I know. I buy chairs that people come in now. Wait, what? And finally get to go to a party that they never got invited to. Remember when Darren wouldn't invite us to this party? Yeah, totally. And now we're here. We're really showing him. But all of a sudden, an unexpected party guest shows up that they've always been wanting to fuck. Oh, hey, boys, it's Betty White. Is that Betty White? I think she just said, hey, boys, (laughs) it's Betty White. But why would she say her own name? I don't know. And is she wearing a motorcycle helmet? Dude, is she wearing a thong? Is she wearing a fuck me shirt? Is she have a tramp stamp on her lower back that says ins and outs, welcomes? Half of the movie the boys spend trying to decide if what she's wearing is what she's actually wearing until she takes it all off. Is she wearing a kimono underneath (laughs) all of the things that she just took off? That's right, I am. And follow me upstairs if you want to see what what this... Cut, Betty. Uh, it's follow me upstairs if you want to see where this kimono leads to. Are we still filming the trailer? The boys follow Betty upstairs to see what that kimono leads to. The electric. Sorry, that was my my. The electric butt. lift. Wait. Oh, I thought I farted. It sounds like you're flatlining when when you fart, Betty. Yes. My body's falling apart. I don't know what's going on. By the way, who's this other lady talking next to you? It's my inner monologue. <laughs> Betty White stars in Hall Pass 2. Eiffel Tower. Duh. Go see it. Or don't. It's your money. Guys, are we still in this trailer? <laughs> what is happening? I mean, we're pumped to be in a movie. But I know, but guys, can we get can out of here? someone direct I've what's been, happening? I've been working for years <laughs> this on this movie. This has been a three-year trailer. Isn't there a cut of this yet I, that I works? I can't tell if we're in or out ever. <laughs> Am I in the frame? And Am can I we out? get the real Betty White? Yeah, who is this? Why is Adam Ray and Jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be <laughs> in really bad prosthetics you they're can't. they're huge they're huge to be playing they look like linebackers playing yeah. betty white and can we get actual prosthetics and not just one of those animal noses that you pull over your head people know that that's what not betty white what is the budget for this oh that's one of those tiger noses from the san diego zoo lekka's new favorite hang uh what's your next question uh at go f your mother one 
Uh, Hilarious. Love these Twitter names sometimes. What will your character be like on American Vandal? Uh, are you a key character or more of a minor role? Oh, nice. Uh, I am a key character. Heck yeah. And um, I play Officer Crowder, um, who is uh, um, one of the uh, cops at the high school. Oh, nice. And um, I'm in a lot of the show. It's pretty dope. Right. Uh, that's great. When does it come out? Um, I believe the trailer is going to drop in August and the show comes Ooh, out in September. That's I think exciting, that's man. It's being discussed. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's, uh, again, a f- favorite show of mine. And, and so. Um, uh, that's cool that you've been able to work on so many shows that you have really enjoyed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, if I can only get on. Uh, boy, insert show that would sound funny to work on. Well, this next question at Napa Life. <laughs> 25 nice. asks, um, how was working on Arrested Development, which I'm sure is another awesome. show that you really like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love great comedies with, uh, I don't know if legends are the right word because they're not old enough, but I think Will Arnett and Jason Bateman are <clears throat> are two of, uh, and Michael Sarah are, uh, and the whole cast, quite honestly. And even Tambor, like, fuck, man, that sucks that he's such a creep, but... Um, yeah, man, Will Arnett, all my scenes were with him, and that guy's just a pro, dude. He just knocks it out, and he's so, he seems like he almost, you know, doesn't really know what's happening, and then all of a sudden he just locks in and crushes, and every take is different, and he's so specific, and you can tell he's just made a lot of bold choices, and he's, also I think comedy is just so second nature to him, and yeah. uh, and being, just delivering all the time that he, uh he just goes into another gear, and it was a uh, pretty awesome to act across from. Um, but yeah, that was just again two episodes. But I but think one of your fun. castmates, Michael Sarah, is actually calling in the show right now. Hello, uh, Michael, is this you? Uh, hey, uh, this um. Oh my God, this is crazy. This uh, is, is Adam Ray on the show today? That's uh, me. That's me, dude. Well, what's up? Hey, man, I just uh, I just miss our talks from being on set. I just yeah. Well, you actually weren't. Oh no, you were on set that day. Yeah, I, just I was couldn't... on set yeah. that day. Yeah, that was a that was a. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I do, I do. Mike, do you, do you actually remember the first time I met you? Was on a plane to Seattle, and I was sitting in the third row, um, first class, and you were in the first row, and I saw you. And I have a, a friend who knows you really well, uh, Max Winkler, Henry Winkler's son. Oh yeah, of course, I love Max. Yeah, and you guys did this web series uh, back in the day called Clark oh, and, and and Michael. Michael. Yeah, which yeah. you and Clark Duke. And Max uh, directed that. And so I went up and said that to you and said, I remember that. And Max is a friend of mine. And remember, it was as you were walking out of the terminal and, and you walked faster as I, as I started to approach you. Yeah, because, I gotta go real quick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did that. And it made me feel, I've never felt so uh, emotionally crippled in public before. Um, because I, you know, you, I'm, you, I'm kind of like, you looked at me like I was trying to put my finger in your ass. And I was just trying to find a common ground to, to hopefully have a conversation Mid uh, mid baggage claim pickup. And I'm not like the, the strongest man, and so that you probably took that to heart a little bit more. Than yeah, you just looked at me like there was I had uh, an ulterior motive, um, yeah. and my hands were in my pockets, so I think it was pretty clear that that fingers weren't going to be used in any sort of. But you you were rock hard whenever you asked me that question. Well, that's only because I I, I fan out, you know, uh, my whole body fans out, you know. Shit, I met Paul McCartney once, and I was super. My dicks never met him, so it was like, you know, I can't. Hello, is it me you're looking for? 
What a crazy thing if you were just to get super hard when you met like a, a that'd be the worst condition ever to be to like anytime you got ex- like excited around somebody what like if that was a condition. It probably is. Yeah, definitely. I've heard that uh, it's, it's a real thing. Mike, how many people have gotten hard around you before? I mean, they're not like a baker's dozen. That's a solid amount of uh, boners. Yeah, it is a lot. Mike, where are you right now? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm actually uh, at Machu Picchu right now. I'm just uh, the restaurant. Uh, no, just you know the actual like. Oh, the mountain. The, the, the mountain, like the dig site, you know. Machu Picchu. Where is Machu Picchu? No, you know, like somewhere like. Nice. Do you think they'll ever do a Carmen Sandiego spinoff to uh, with Machu Picchu? I mean, like, it, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? She's in Machu Picchu. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, I'll just call from here. I think I gotta go. I think I'm having another migraine right now. Jesus. Yeah. What do you take for that? Uh, just ecstasy. And see, that's what's great about, about meeting celebrities is like, yeah, man, they have these... weird remedies for things. Somebody told me that Kate Blanchett's fucking with these, um, penis facials. They take the uh, foreskin of Korean babies. You think I'm making it up? Google it. Yeah. What if I don't want that in my Google search results? Oh, man. Brad and I on the podcast the other day were talking about how squirt gun names also sound like gay porn titles. Because I was looking at one for uh, for some... We were trying to organize this dwarf slip and slide race. And I told him how... Uh, and we are looking up squirt guns, too. And and, uh, and I was talking about Universal Studios. I used to take the squirt gun when I was dressed as a New York cop and spray a lot of tourists with it. And the, the speed was like sharp and and fast and it really like i hit this old korean man in the back and he like crippled to the ground from like 40 feet away it was crazy and uh and um and my boss came up and and you know took the squirt gun and was like you're a 1940s cop this doesn't fit the time period and i'm like jenna with all due respect a trolley just drove by with five old curious george and spongebob singing ooh ee ooh ah, ah ching chang walla walla bing bang now i'm not a history buff but i'm pretty sure that song wasn't being played during the 40s. No one is seeing what's happening being like, this is not New York. Because there's two people up in like a, a, a building that scream out, welcome to New York. And there's a cab yeah. and a cop. And they're like, whoa, fucking, where are we right now? So and he's got a boom box. Right? Tonight the DJ got us falling <laughs> in love again. And you're just like, none of this is fitting no, this time this period. This is not accurate. And so uh, I go, Brad, this one score run is called The Floodinator. And Brad goes, sounds like a gay porn title. And so we played this game, gay porn title or squirt gun name. And I Googled gay porn titles. And Brad's like, that's now in your Google search history. <laughs> so. So, got to live with that now. <laughs> this will bring us to our final segment. Great. Sax talk. Oh, sax talk. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I wanted video of that. It was so beautifully sad. Want me to take it again? No. Oh, God. Oh, this is really unfortunate. Oh, boy. Dude, if you just are ever questioning the commitment level of Jeremiah Watkins. Oh, my goodness. All right. One arm sax playing, dude. Oh, here we go. Does it sound different with one arm? Oh, well, I'll, 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 end, up, I'll end up playing with, with the two. Damn, I'm sorry, man. Are you hurting? So, uh, well, just the grab. I'll be able to play it fine. Don't worry about me at home, guys. I'm going to keep the show rolling. 
So, <laughs> by the way, in so much pain when you said that. Gonna keep the show rolling. Ooh, Adam Ray. <laughs> I black out. <laughs> the, like Adam's been gone for like six hours. I'm like, oh, how did the rest of the episode go? <laughs> so, uh, Adam's gonna share a story of a sexual encounter, and I'm gonna play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath while he does. I love it. <clears throat> I will follow you, my friend. So, um, so, uh, the year was, it was 1998, and, uh, I was on a camping trip with Avery Garmeyer, Kia Krauss, Jonathan Stevens, Adam French, and my girlfriend at the time, Aaron Domingo. We'd only made out a few times, uh, up to this point in the relationship, I touched her boobs. They're they're great boobs. But this camping trip was uh, a real test for the relationship. She'd gone months without uh, accepting any sort of any sexual advances on my part, so it started to create some sort of a a wonder, if you will. Where's this relationship heading? Are we still compatible? Does she want me to touch her? Even the way she kisses me is weird. And then this camping trip, everything, she hit the fucking fan. She won't let me sleep in the same tent with her. She's talking to my friend Avery the whole fucking time. And then when we're laying on the beach, and and she's in a bikini, and, and I looked over, and I started to try to make out with her. And she said, I'm on my period. I said, what does that have to do with making out with me? She said, it just does. You don't get it. I said, okay, fair enough. I don't get it. I also don't get, again, why kissing me has an effect on your period. She said, we're camping. Can you just chill out? I said, you've been talking to Avery the whole time, and you won't let me sleep in the same tent with you. We're 15. We should be fucking touching each other and making each other come. And uh, and then there was a little bit of break in the conversation, and I leaned over to try to instigate another moment of connection. And I noticed what I thought was a piece of dirt nuzzled up to the next uh, the inside of her left bosom and I leaned over slowly and seductively and I kissed her on the on the neck and I said here let me get this real quick and I started to pick what I thought was a piece of dirt off the inside of her boob and she just slowly turned to me and stared at me wondering confused why is he trying to pick this off of my tit. And then I said, boy, this is really on there. And she says, and I quote, that's my mole. And I said, we're probably breaking up, huh? And she went, 
Yep. So that I wandered off into the woods and, that, and uh, was looking for a place to, you know, secretly masturbate. And that's when I met, uh, that's when I met a, a strange man in the woods. Was that the sports center theme? <laughs> no, this this part of the story is made up, but uh, that was it. So, Aaron's now happily married with I think four kids. So, you know, everybody moves on the way they're supposed to move on. So, um, but you know, I do. I wonder what could have been. Sure. So I wonder, hey, maybe if I didn't try to pick her mole off her boob, we might have, uh, you know, patched things up on the drive home. Yeah. But guess what? It's all good, baby. Wow, thank you for that rousing sax talk. Dude, what a great segment. And what, I mean, the sax is really the perfect background for any sort of uh, sentimental story. It's, it's a good time. You know, my mom wanted me to play the sax. I played the clarinet for about four years. and How'd you like it? Loved it. She even sent me to music camp to to transition <laughs> to the sax. She was like, you know, it's a it's a woodwind family, and it's you know, and even the the sax teachers were like, same reed situation. The fingering is pretty close to the same. You should be able to jump into this. And I remember, I, even like she was dating this guy at the time. This was shortly after they uh, my folks split up. Thanks for bringing that up. And she uh, she was dating this guy, and he remember he came over and he was like, you want to borrow my saxophone? I was like, dude, no. Like also it's one of the most intimate things. It was also a weird case, and I was like, I, it's like I know you're fucking my mom. This isn't gonna make me be more okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Want to borrow my sex? Hey, I'll let you suck on the same thing that I suck on, and then uh, you know, I'm gonna go visit your mom later. What do you think, huh? Yeah, so we can be it a happy a, family. All the yeah. swapping spitting fluids. Yeah, it'll be the best. Yeah, you're a real cool stepdad, huh? Freaking idiot. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was Joe Piscopo. <laughs> hey, what are you? Oh, uh, yeah, the... <laughs> he started to do Trump. I started to do Joe Pesci. Oh, Joe Pesci, you know. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, you know, much high up here, you know. Um, I would actually be pumped if Joe Pesci was my stepdad. I mean, I love my current stepdad, but if I had like a stepdad, Mom, a step... what are you doing? Dude, I would love that. Where's my saxophone? <laughs> oh God. Hey, Adam, you want to play my saxophone or what? I would love to, Joe Pesci. Okay, yeah, just call me Uncle Joe, okay? F- fuck yeah, dude. All right, uh, it is a, uh, I've, uh, there are used reeds, okay? So uh, you're going to have to pop in your mouth uh, the same kind of reed that I've been putting in my mouth. Is that okay with you, son? Definitely okay with that. You know, Joe, I actually, you're one of my favorite actors of all time. So the fact that you're even here right now is uh, is blowing my mind, dude. Do you want to go see this new Betty White movie with me? You know what? I'm going to buzz away right now. And that's how you wrap up a podcast. Credits, 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 credits. Hey, anything else you want to plug while I got you? Sure. I am voicing the character Swift Wind on the new DreamWorks cartoon She-Ra, which hits Netflix in August. Uh, August is going to be a big month for you, buddy. Big month. Oh, uh, about last night podcast. Get it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Laughable. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, I'm interviewing. 
in a couple of days, and that'll drop uh, June 11th. I don't know when this comes out, um, but that'll be out uh, on June 11th, and that's a pretty big deal because she's never done a podcast. Wow. Um, and uh, and all my tour dates are at adamraycomedy.com. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, thanks so much for coming on the show. Love you, buddy. Can you, <laughs> you break my other hand after we finish? Oh, my oh no. Double cast. I would probably just run out the door and and take the camera with me. There was I was never here. Yeah. This footage doesn't exist. <laughs> I hope you feel better. What a baller move to power through. Because yeah. I would have also accepted, can't do the pod, broke my arm. And I would have been like, prove it. And you would have been like, here's the link. Not this freaking guy. Yeah. Hustling two, like two, Adam Ray right a here, two man. comedy grinder. This guy, dude, <laughs> dude, you're fucking, you're dude, a fucking grinder, dude. Dude, well, dude, I, dude I don't want to. You are a comedy but, fucking grinder, dude. dude. You, you're a freaking grinder, and like I've always like respect that about you, but like right no, now, but like, I respect, but I've like fucking respected your respect, dude, because like you fucking like there's not a lot of guys that fucking respect the respect, but like I fucking, I don't know, dude. I just cher, I cherish you, dude. Dude, I cherish you, dude. Dude, like uh, there. <laughs> Like one of the main reasons I listen to share is because it's short for cherish, and dude, and it makes of, me think of you, dude. One of the reasons I used to watch Punky Brewster was because her best friend's name was Cherry, and they would and they would and there were episodes when fucking Soleil Moonfry, who played Punky Brewster, who only people like I know I know of, the, of that about that, they, she'd be like, "Yo, Cherry, I fucking you're my dog, dude." I guess what I'm trying to say is, will you marry me? <laughs> dude, that should be a show called Straight Dude Proposals. Right. Turn to the last. I think, uh, I, dude, uh, I know like we've like chugged a lot of beers together and we did that. You that, were the first guy that butt chugged with me, dude. Yeah. And not a lot of friends can say that. And not, not a lot of people can hold my legs like that, dude. Well, dude, because I know what your body, I know what it feels like. And I know that like your legs are like the most, like the heaviest part of the human body, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What would, think about saying that to your best dude friend. There's got to be a prank show that. What if this. Like, po- what if I said that to Brad, a married man? Hey, dude. Dude, look. look. The podcast is just one quarter of this relationship. And the other three quarters is you. Yeah. And look, I've there's a void in my life, and it needs to be filled with about four foot, four inches of <laughs> human girth. Of solid cock. <laughs> <laughs> what if this podcast episode never ended? We're just kidding. Like, oh, All right, yeah, guys, we're almost done. Yeah, uh, we gotta know. go. I know. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Love you, dude. Love you.